And what is uh, your favorite childhood memory? Go. Throwing Go-Gurt around. Throwing Light- Go-Gurt. L- lightsaber Go-Gurts. Jumping, jumping on the couch, fighting with my lightsaber Go-Gurts with my friends as, as one yes. tended to and do then back one in the day. It, it hits each other and it blows up against the wall. Incoming transmission from an unknown source. It seems to be urgent. Patching them through. They're calling themselves the Holonet Marauders. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Holonet Marauders podcast. I'm joined here with uh, broadcasting from the pits of Grick, Jamie and Matt. How are you guys doing down there? <laughs> We're doing all right. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. As well I don't as know what the pits, of... the pits of Grick. Yeah. I don't know what the pits of Grick are. And that kind of leads us to our topic today because, you know, maybe that would be something that's filled upon in the sequel era. And we're going to talk about things that sort of bleed into the TLJ, Tross, post-Tross era. So, you know, future Star Wars uh, projects that would take place after Episode Nine, pretty much, is what we're going to be talking about. And most of these things, I believe here, are just things that are are our ideas or things that we like read somewhere that we really liked. It's nothing that has been confirmed in the slightest anywhere. So this is a pure speculation type episode. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So this will pretty much just be. Unfortunately, we do not work for Lucasfilm and are not revealing. We don't have yeah. any um, juicy scoops. No juicy of, uh... leaks falling into our laps today. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. This Sorry, is just guys. a bunch of fun. That's all that this is. All right, so let's get down to it. Um, Matt, do you want to? You got any um, post tross things or anything of that liking that you want? Oh God, I have a lot. I've I've been thinking about this for a while, even before we came up with the idea for this episode. Um, I've had kind of like my wants for where the story should go and what I would want to see. Now, obviously, right now we don't know for certain that Rogue Squadron is going to be taking place post-Tross. We know almost for certain, but it's still up in the air whether or not. Um, she says, Kathleen Kennedy says future era of the galaxy, and I can't imagine that that, <laughs> that means any time before any other story. So uh, yeah, that's, that's my... When she said future projects, uh, or future era of the galaxy, or whatever yeah, she said... If she said, like, future, like, era of the franchise or future era of anything other than the galaxy, I would say there's a better chance that that just, that's just, like, marketing talk. But I don't know. This, I mean, saying future era of the galaxy seems pretty, you know, cut and dry to me. But anyway, that was a tangent. Back, back to the fun. Uh, We can speculate on what Rogue Squadron could be about later on, too, if you want. Yeah, Um, definitely. But other than Rogue Squadron right now, my one biggest want for a post-Tross story is what I call the Siege of Coruscant. I want, um, I want that Finn Stormtrooper Rebellion that I know a lot of other people really want. I think that is about as easy a home run as you could possibly hit if you're Lucasfilm right now. Because everybody is talking about Finn... Um, you know, the term wasted opportunity is thrown around quite a bit. And even though I personally disagree with that, and I know that you guys do too, uh, an easy way to fix that would just be to do one story where he gets to do a large scale stormtrooper rebellion. And I can't think of a more perfect place to do it than Coruscant. Coruscant, 
was one of the original centrist worlds uh, in the core that, f I don't want to say fell because they didn't exactly fall, they kind of sided with the First Order um, during the split that takes place in the novel Bloodlines, which is six years before The Force Awakens. So, and that is kind of the beginning of the Cold War, is when Coruscant and a bunch of other core worlds split from the New Republic and join the First Order. So that the First Order kind of occupies these different planets already, before the, the Force Awakens starts and before the New Republic is officially destroyed and they kind of sweep across the galaxy. Uh, Coruscant was already under First Order control for six years, which is also why Hosnian Prime, uh, out of universe, which is why Hosnian Prime was destroyed instead of Coruscant, because I know a lot of people thought that Hosnian Prime was Coruscant when it really wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Coruscant, under First Order control, has become just like a hellhole a gangster ridden nightmare basically uh it's definitely fallen from grace uh from its prequel era look and feel um and it's kind of almost like the lower levels have taken all the way have bubbled all the way up to the surface and now everything is you know um just kind of derelict and abandoned the place is very quiet there's barely any cars uh or speeders i should say flying around buzzing around uh, it's definitely not the hub it used to be. Um, and I really want to explore that on screen. I know it's explored a little bit in um, Resistance Reborn, and I know it's talked about a little bit in other um, media, but Coruscant, to me, is one of the most interesting places that they could go, and I think it would probably be the last world to fall after the first order is kind of, or the final order is kind of destroyed at Exegol and the galaxy starts to rise up. I think Coruscant is probably like the last bastion for the first order. And I think that could be a really, really cool opportunity for Rey and Finn, her new apprentice, to kind of join the fray with, you know, Poe and Co. Uh, kind of showing up. Poe and, and Co. Poe and Co. Poe and Co. And Doe. <laughs> Yep, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. But I think that would be a perfect opportunity for them to show up for Finn, lightsaber drawn, leading the First Order um, stormtroopers against the First Order hierarchy and finally taking control, finally kind of fighting the brain scraping, as it's called, um, and liberating these people who, I mean, let's be real, these are child soldiers who were indoctrinated into the First Order and kind of brainwashed. They, they're not exactly uh, of their own free will. That's another thing that the people talk about the sequels not really addressing is the fact that the First Order stormtroopers are not just, you know, conscripted. They're not just clones who were bred to fight. These are just, you know, kids who were snatched up and, and brainwashed until they were unable to think for themselves. And I think having Finn, a stormtrooper who was able to overcome his brainwashing, kind of reach into the humanity of all these other stormtroopers would be a great way to kind of redeem the stormtrooper. You know, the sequels is all about redeeming all of these different qualities and ideas. Uh, and I think that stormtrooper piece is missing. And I think that would be a perfect way um, to kind of rectify that. Would to be to do 
I want to say like a Disney Plus animated movie called The Siege of Coruscant, akin to the Siege of Mandalore. Um, but yeah, for I didn't. The era. I didn't think of uh, as you're mentioning all this. I didn't think uh, you know live action or or animation, but animation would definitely make more sense, I think. And um, a key character you may have forgotten to throw in there, I think, is Janna. I was yeah. just gonna say she, Ada and Janna as well. She was obvious. She was the same story as Finn. We just didn't get to see that story. Um, yeah, her entire company. I forget what it's called. This could probably be before she goes on adventures with Lando, depending on what they do with the Lando show. Some people, you know, speculate that that could be like a bookend kind of deal. That brings um, us mm. to another possible story that people have tossed around, and that's the whole Lando and Janna going around and that sort of being a series where they're doing adventures, but then it kind of Lando's telling stories of, um, you know, pre-sequel era stuff when he's maybe with, uh, you know, the solo time period or the the age of um, rebellion there. But uh, you mentioned Ray, you mentioned Finn and the whole apprentice thing. I don't know what Jamie has written down in her notes, um, but my top need or for a post-Tra story would be Finn and Ray working together to start the new Jedi Order. And you could even have Janna there because mm-hmm. she had the same type of force instinct, feeling, whatever they call it, yeah. a feeling. Um, so it's definitely obvious that she's force sensitive as well and they have a connection. And I don't think you're wrong to use the term wasted opportunity. I don't, I don't think that has to be... Um, you can love Tross, you can love TLJ and all the sequels, but you can still have wasted... like a a thought that something was a wasted opportunity. Like as much as I love Tross, I don't, I really wish they could have had more closure or not, not closure, but more of, you know, what, what if Finn was there with Ray at the end? I know Ray is the main, uh, main character of the sequels, but I think I always loved Finn and Ray together kind of as the main protagonist of the story. That's what made TFA so fun. That's what made, um, Rise of Skywalker is so fun when they're together. They had just they had a great chemistry together. Yes, I was about to say that mm. Finn and Ray have such a good chemistry. As much as I love all these characters individually, um, Finn and Ray are eons more enjoyable when they're together. They just they're a great team. Finn and Poe, and then Finn and Ray have great chemistry because Finn is just a great character, and I want to see more of him. And yeah. I think the chemistry between Ray, you know, and Finn learning about the Jedi learning to starting to restart the Jedi order together. That's like a dream combination right there. I think that would Seriously. be so much fun to explore. Yeah. One of the things that I wrote down for continuing the story in the future. So I wrote down a like, lot of like other like off ideas um, that aren't necessarily pertaining to the main Skywalker storyline. But since we're talking about the Skywalker storyline, I'm a, I'll talk about that first. So uh, one of the things that I wrote down first was just about, you like you guys have been saying, just continuing uh, Ray and the Jedi Order later on, and what that new setup might be, because that'll also give us a direct connection with an older Grogu, because they can just you just punch mm. him in there really easily, and Ahsoka can also be in it possibly, because we still don't know; it's not confirmed that her voice being in the end of Rise of Skywalker is just the one line, and all those voices are of Jedi who have already passed. But are they? Are they really? Because Ahsoka has that heavy connection with the world between, world between worlds, and so we don't know 100% if she is dead at that point in time. Plus, during the events of the sequels, she'd only be about 70 years old, and I did a little bit of research, and it said that uh, 
The average lifespan for a Togruta is somewhere around 82 to 94 years, but also if they're strong in the force, maybe up to like 200 years old. So, oh, okay. I don't think that Ahsoka mm. is dead. So it would also give us that opportunity of her coming back into the timeline in the future, which would be really cool to see just to have her in that again as well obviously we have so much content with ahsoka coming out and we at this point almost know every single little bit of her story but um i feel like if they add her in this other content with ray and future jedi it would make people actually appreciate ray more than they already do if we get the two of them working side by side that's what we need because i am sick and tired of people pitting ray and ahsoka together there's no need to be doing that they are both strong jedi in their own will and they both are fantastic characters absolutely i 100 percent agree i love the idea of ahsoka helping to rebuild the jedi with ray and um finn and i and i you're right an older grogu uh would be great i mean personally you know some people claim or are disappointed that Luke never really trains trains like uh, from his academy never really trains anybody who will then carry on the Jedi legacy but I think Luke training the future Yoda is like the perfect you know get around for that because we know Grogu probably won't be at the temple when it's destroyed he'll probably be somewhere else I don't think they're gonna kill Grogu off (laughs) so you know the Future for Grogu, a species who is known for their longevity, mm-hmm. um, is bright. So I see, you know, Ray, Finn, Ahsoka, Grogu, but then I also see uh, Ezra, you know, because we know that... Yeah, I was just going to say, you can um, add in Ezra. We're, we know that they're going to go after Ezra probably in Ahsoka or, you know, some future story. If it's not Ahsoka, we know that that's like one of the main plots is finding Ezra. Um, yep. You can add an Ezra, so, potentially Jason Sindula as well, if he ends up being Force-sensitive. And then, obviously, you can add in a slew of new characters as well who are future Jedi. Jason Sindula is a great character, you know, because he's he could be an adaptation of that old, I don't want to say Legends trope, but it really is. I mean, the X-Wing pilot who's also a, you know, Jedi. Yeah. They do that a lot in Legends, and I think that could work with Jason Sindula, you know, this great pilot who's also happens to be force sensitive and joins the Jedi order. Exactly. So yeah, easy. And I think, um, I mean, you mentioned Luke, people say things about Luke, not training anyone. I mean, we don't know how long it was and it might not have been been like, it might not have been true training, but Luke really does guide Ray in the right direction. And yeah, with, without without Luke, Ray would have given up and been on that Island with the Porgs. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And no, he he provides guidance and I count him as Ray's first master. Yeah. Um but I think Leia trains Ray more in like the official like, you know, staunch Jedi training. Luke's training is more connect her connecting to the Force. It's like Obi-Wan training Luke in A New Hope. He doesn't really train train Luke. He trains Luke just to be more in touch with, you know, the force around him and, and learn, like, some fundamentals. Yeah. Um, and then he also trains Rey in the failures of the Jedi and why he failed and, you know, don't repeat those mistakes again, um, which I think is good. Addressing the Jedi's failure uh, will definitely help, you know, the believability of the future generation of the Jedi not repeating the same mistakes that the prequels era Jedi did and then Luke 
you know, kind of did. And I think that would give a really solid foundation for any sort of future Jedi if we have Rey and Finn and Grogu and Ahsoka. So people who were survivors of that past Jedi Order who saw all of its mistakes hand uh, hands on and know how to grow and build from it because they've gained experience not through this Jedi Order. So they could definitely rebuild it in a way that isn't as... Um, not necessarily strict, I can't find the right term, as the prequel Jedi, but one that is heavy, reliant on... We're more in tune of what's actually going around like around us and not just uh, we're the Jedi and, and that's it at the end of the day. So I really think that that core group would be a really interesting like mashup to see in a sense, but I would I would love to like see like that actually come to light. Yeah, no, definitely. Luke's um, academy, you know, it was just him leading all these kids and younglings and Ben Solo, who was like twenty something when he when he fell. But it was just Luke, so I mean, that was a heavy burden to carry. And you, Jamie just mentioned you have all these people carrying this possible new academy or this new Jedi Order, and they're all kind of superstars in their own way. Luke's obviously you know a huge superstar, but it was just him. You, you need a team of people to lead here, I think, and. Um, to have Rey and Ahsoka and even Grogu, if he's more experienced, and Ezra uh, mm-hmm. and Jason Sindula, like that's a great foundation for a new Jedi Order. Yeah, and going to what Jamie said about like the evolving kind of um, beliefs and role of the Jedi, I think that's abundantly clear uh, when Rey ignites her saber at the end of Tross and it's uh, gold or yellow, you know? Mm-hmm. Um the representation of like a guardian because that's really what the Jedi are supposed to be. They're supposed to be the guardians of the force. They're supposed to be the ones who, you know, follow the will of the force in the physical world. Um, and I think that that, you know, the sequels is are about many things, but one of the things is, you know, the Jedi kind of protecting the balance of the force. And when, Ray and Ben defeat Palpatine. They stop him from rising. They stop the Sith from returning. Um, that is kind of their role. It's it's making sure that the Force stays balanced. If it ever goes out of whack, it's their job to bring it back. It's their job to guard the balance of the Force that Anakin set up. Yeah. Um, and I think that would you know that would be really great. What color is Finn's lightsaber in the um, holiday special again? He Funny doesn't have one that. yet. He doesn't. Yeah, it's yeah, rays. He, he uses rays, which is just okay. the yellow. In yeah, which mo- is yellow. Yeah. Most of what I've seen in fan art and people's like op- opinions on it so far, it's been green, which yeah. I, I can get behind, but I mean, it could be anything at this point. Obviously, like, hyper crystal colors don't necessarily like mean like that much like difference-wise, unless you're going for the yellow one, which is the guardian uh, symbol, or the healed white ones. I would almost, I know this is probably not going to be the case and might also be an unpopular opinion, but I would actually love for Finn's lightsaber to be gold too. I would love like a, a legion of gold saber lights, mm-hmm. uh, gold saber Jedi um, kind of taking the fold. Cool. It'd be really cool. With Ahsoka as like the white bladed, you know, like wise old elder. I, I think yeah. that would be really cool. That'd be really cool. It, it harkens, you know, to the to the High Republic, where there's like all manner of lightsaber color. It's all right. over the place, you know. So, uh, I would love to see that in the post 
uh, sequel Jedi to be more like the High Republic Jedi in terms of like beliefs, lightsaber color, that kind of stuff. And it would be super cool, you know, 200 years prior to the Skywalker saga is when the High Republic was. It'd be super cool if, obviously, we're not talking 200 years after Tross, but eventually this is the first step to a new High Republic, which yes. is what they would call it, the new High Republic. <laughs> yeah, that'd be something. That would be like a note I just scribbled down, future 200 years after future 200 years later just uh knew everything and so yeah eh, I, don't know. I honestly wouldn't mind that in legends they did the legacy era which was Cade skywalker which i forget what you know manner of grand great 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 grandson of luke he was but he's like you know way distant relative of luke um and they explore the galaxy i think a hundred years after you know all of the stuff that that had been covered so far i would love to see kind of again this might be a controversial opinion but i would love to see <laughs> an exploration of the setup of the new jedi order under ray and ahsoka and all that like we've been talking about but not really have many stories after the initial setup and then kind of foundation and almost i would love to see them skip 200 years in the into the future and explore the legacy of the skywalker saga you know as a whole yeah that'd be cool yeah, because then people in the future would be like, oh, the Skywalkers, I thought they were a myth. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> that would be <laughs> great. That'd be really Imagine cool. that. I like that idea. So we've talked about the Jedi. We've talked about the Siege of Coruscant, possibly. But the one big thing that is hard to come up with post-Tross is what is the conflict what is the enemy and i know you know the siege of coruscant would be first order remnant and whatnot but after the first order remnant is kind of gone who do you guys see as the as the the enemy here well that's i haven't really like thought about that like i said my 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 list of ideas is kind of like really mundane so i'm just like uh, i haven't thought about conflict i've just thought about other little things so um <laughs> yeah conflict <laughs> Well, that's almost why I want them to kind of skip after the foundation of the Jedi to, you know, 200 years into the future. I almost want there to be a long-standing period of peace uh, yeah. where the Jedi can, you know, build and flourish again. Where, you know, a High Republic kind of scenario happens. 200 years of peace and security all of a sudden, you know, come into threat from... I don't know, some Nile-esque force. I would love to see, you know, another group of raiders or some kind of um, force within the galaxy. And I, I stress that because I know a lot of people, you know, harken back to the Yuuzhan Vong in Legends where, you know, after Luke and, and co. defeat every, you know, threat in the galaxy, where else can we go? The outside of the galaxy starts invading. It's like, okay... Um, I would love, I, I don't want any extra galactic invaders. Uh, <laughs> no, thanks. Um, I, th I think that one thing that uh, is worth noting as well, though. So the way the sequel trilogy ends up is we still have all of that uncharted space out in the yeah. unknown regions. Like we You're know right. where Octo is and we will get the information about where, um, Scylla is and like those other worlds that Thrawn Exegol. knows about. Uh, yeah. Starkiller base was in the Unknown Regions. Right. I mean, the so, First Order comes from the Unknown Regions. Exactly. So we have that handful of planets, but we still don't know everything about what's out there. So I would love to see some sort of like explorer type show that is literally 
people going out and charting the actual unknown reasons or something like that. That'd be really unknown cool. reasons. Unknown reasons. <laughs> unknown reasons. Uh oh. You're, you're you're absolutely right. An, a, a threat from the unknown regions would probably be the logical next step. You know, as they start expanding into the unknown regions. Again, going back to tying this back to the High Republic, which is an era of expansion into the Outer Rim. Maybe this mm-hmm. could be an era of expansion into the unknown regions, set up by the sequel trilogy's explorations of the unknown regions, yeah. um, which could also take place in Ahsoka, because we know Ahsoka. Uh, is looking for Ezra and Thrawn, and they're presumably in the unknown regions as well. So, who knows? It's all up in the air. It's great. Uh, it's it's incredibly exciting. So, do you think there would be any sort of story with the Sith left, or is that mm. Palpatine said he's all the Sith, and he kind of vanished? So, does that mean all the Sith are gone? I mean, I think they could work uh, it back I'm, in because you can't have the Jedi and not have the Sith at the end of the day. I, I guess <laughs> it seems I'm, like a, it, yeah. I, I'm the opposite here. I think we should stray away from the Sith. I think we can come up with an entirely new faction the, of dark force users or whatever, you know, like a Knight of Ren situation, Knights mm-hmm, of Ren situation, yeah. where, mm-hmm. you know, other dark side force users are popping up all over the place and it's the Jedi's job to take care of them. But I think the Sith should stay down on for good the, i think ray putting them down after anakin or ray keeping them down after anakin puts them down that should be the final thing you know the the exploration of the sith should probably take place like you know the old republic pre-high yeah. republic because yeah. we know palpatine is the one who carries it through the skywalker saga and he kind of does a bad job like <laughs> he he does a great job of you know, his plans and whatnot, and he rules for 20-so-odd years, and he comes back. I mean, it was a pretty good plan, but he didn't prepare the next Sith. It it, it came and ended with him. He didn't, (laughs) and that's, uh, I don't think that's really what the, that's not what the Sith wanted. You want a contingency plan with someone else, not with your old, decrepit body. The Sith kind of, they're almost, uh, what's the they're word? They're selfish, but... Well, they're selfish, but they're also, they're almost paradoxical. What they want is their, you know, apprentice to betray them and kill them, to grow more powerful than them so that they could, you know, die, and then the next generation of the Sith would live on. But that doesn't mean that they want to roll over and die, so they're obvious, they're trying to kill their apprentices while their apprentices are trying to kill them. And it's like a back and forth. Yeah. And eventually you reach the point where you're so strong, nobody can kill you. You have Darth and Vader, who's not going to kill you. And each Sith, their goal is to discover immortality. You know, Plagueis kind of carried that to its almost conclusion when he finally kind of discovered how to do it with like ancient Sith rituals and essence transfer and whatnot. Um because that is the goal of the Sith, right? They want to live forever because they know that there is no afterlife for them. Um, and they want to grow more powerful. But eventually, I think Palpatine was like the nexus of that. You, you reach the end. You get so powerful that nobody can overthrow you. I'm at the nexus of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He be- became damn close to... Um having an after I mean, he did have an afterlife he died and his his spirit went to exegol and into well that right new, that new body so he but his spirit wouldn't have gone anywhere if he didn't have a body you know ready to go True. if he didn't have the sith rituals ready to transfer his essence you know we have darth momen 
in the comics doing the same kind of thing. It's like uh, possession of artifacts. It's actually touched upon in the High Republic too. Um, this kind of uh, like essence see, of artifacts. We see Kylo Ren, um, you know, in Resistance. We watched it the other day, and you know, he's has his Raider troopers trying to get artifacts as well, Sith artifacts. Okay. So I feel like I've talked enough, but I have so much to say about this. Oh God, what are we doing? <laughs> Jamie, you said you had other ideas about non. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. So okay, here, here's what hear I mean. Here's what I mean. So you guys asked, what are some wants for like a post uh, Rise of Skywalker story? And I'm like, okay, let's just not touch the Skywalker saga. and Let's just do something totally different. Um, so I, I, got, I have um, a few things, right? So I, I think that one, first of all, would be this would actually be before sequels, but during that New Republic era, something that is literally about the New Republic Senate because the prequels and everything about Padme Amidala is everything in the Senate. But we don't know anything about what's going on on Hosnian Prime, what's going on in Chandrilla. Like, uh, can we find that out? It might not be the most popular storyline because political dramas can be pretty dull sometimes. But I think that that would be like something like really interesting just to hear more about from like what is actually going on with the politics and what is going on in the core worlds. Like like Matt mentioned earlier with the whole uh, Siege of Coruscant, like we don't know anything about what's going on in the core worlds really. Like I would love to see actual visuals of what's going on during that during that New Republic era and what's going on afterwards, but something that really doesn't have to do with the main story. So that's that first one. <laughs> Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, you, no, I like you that. mentioned it's strange you mentioned that, and I didn't think of it. But after the prequels, and we never really see the core worlds like touched upon, really. No, we don't, um, especially on screen. And then look at like Mandalorian. It's we're all in the outer yeah. rim for all these other post Return of the Jedi stories. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, because like you you can go down the dusty road of like any street in like a backwater planet, but at the same time, I would like to know what's going on in like the actual center of the galaxy. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think people lately, uh, Star Wars fans in general, have been chomping at the bit for political drama, you know, political intrigue in Star Wars. Yeah, it's it's so silly. But at the same time, like you have all of these different areas of Star Wars in which people will want like that action. People will want a more serious type of drama or it could be something like silly. Like it could be about the interns of the Senate. Like that'd be hilarious. That would Although, be fantastic. Bloodlines kind of touched upon that a bit, but yeah, yeah. I, I agree. More would be good, especially yeah. on screen. So, like, we we have like all the, a bunch of books about this at this point, and even comics. We most likely will get we're getting stuff, but like visuals, like we crave that like visual content of movies or shows, even animated. We just crave that content. That's what the main consumption of all of these stories will be, and will be preferred that way. Do you want another idea from me? Yeah, yeah. lay right. on me. All right. Black Squadron. Ooh. Mm. Everything about that comic. I want that comic adapted into a series or a movie or something because everything about that is fantastic and they only lost towards the end a mm. few of the members and so it could mm. be a good post-Tross story or it could be a good story during the sequels in general. I, j I just... Don't don't make me sad. Yeah, Black Black Squadron obviously being um, Poe Dameron and Snap Black Squadron. Squadron. Yep. Um, yeah. The comic uh, series is... Kind of, it's great, but it kind of leaves off a cliffhanger with um, Terex there, part of the right. First Order. He's so that's one of, of the things that like AJ always talks about is Terex. Like, what happened to Terex? Like, he's still out there. He was the main villain for Black Squadron, and it's like, wait a second, who is this guy? Like, we don't know anything about him, and he's still out there from the First Order. He's and great. They, 
they mentioned the them in one. Star Wars Resistance, which is yeah, yeah they did crazy. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the things that I find the most interesting is um, one of my favorite parts of Star Wars in general is finding, you know, the most like mundane like occupation and then just like being like, oh, imagine just being like a journalist in Star Wars. There's a journalist on Black Squadron. Like, yes. I, I want to yes. know her story. Sarah Linda. Oh my God. Her uh, voice, she's, she's her voice in, the, in Resistance Reborn is so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I, yeah. But um, I, I just... I just love like these like little things in which like she's doing her own journalism thing and black squadrons that are like, uh oh, we should not be dealing with this. And then they just end up recruiting her and then she just works with black squadron and it's fantastic. So like those kind of like little storylines are like the things that I love. Um, so yeah, when I say like I want something that's like super like mundane after uh, Rise of Skywalker, I literally want like a, a regular drama or a regular comedy that you would see on TV that's not a Star Wars thing. However, it's just set in the Star Wars universe. And so that you can have like the Jedi running around in the background, but it's like, yeah, just give me like what's going on in like Zerka Corp. I don't I don't care. Like just give me what's going on in that office and like how they're doing their like TPS reports. Like that fantastic. I love it. Get, make <laughs> make me immerse me into an office in the Star Wars universe and I will be happy. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> the the political bureaucratic side of the galaxy has definitely been probably the most neglected in uh, the post-buyout Star Wars uh, world, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Like, the closest we get is Star Wars Resistance. Yeah. I think it's mostly because people complained about it with the prequels, and then all of a sudden it's not hey, there, and they're like, wait. We can't here we are. It, so. You could do it in a show very easily now. Like, you could make a show about it and then have the movies be where the action actually lies. And there can obviously be action during a series, but... You could split things up so easily now. I agree. I think this could be a good tie-in to Rogue Squadron. Yeah. So, Definitely. I mean, maybe maybe Black Squadron could turn into Rogue Squadron. Or, like, you know, because a lot of people died in that whole process um, during the sequels and the Battle of Exegol. We lost Snap Wexley. We think maybe he'd be Damn back. Mm -hmm. No. Um, he's gone. <laughs> who knows? As much as I want Snap Wexley back because I love him, I think he's so, what the heck do we think Patty Jenkins is up to over there? I don't know. Something. We know <laughs> yeah. the the logo has been the only piece of um, information we've gotten other than Kathy Kennedy saying uh, that it's a future era of Star Wars. So, you know, Matt, you've talked with people on Reddit more about this than we have, obviously. But people thought it was the T-80 x-wing but it's it's apparently the t-65 which is no blue. people thought it was the t-70 the t-70 okay. is the one that poe flies uh the t-85 is the one that the new republic uses right. that we only really see in resistance at the beginning in the first mm -hmm. episode but it's not that we definitely know it's not that because the cross-section of the x is different um so we we believe it is a t-65b the uh the one that luke flies Personally, I think, and a lot of other people I've seen on Reddit, think that that is probably just a placeholder um, because they either haven't designed the X-Wing that they're going to be using or the ship that they're going to be using or um, they don't want to give anything away. So yeah. Now that I think of it, maybe the whole name is a placeholder because it's pretty rare you get a name of a film two years prior, True. Uh, especially in Star Wars, and it's really, really rare that you get the logo for it, so... True. That's interesting. Hmm. You guys want another idea that I have on my list? Go for it. 
our main man, Sedona Thano. I would love a series about him and his crew and everything about that. Because the events, usually yes. most of... We don't know when his crew started, but they are active during the sequel trilogy with appearances in The Force Awakens and in Rise of Skywalker, and then also one episode of Resistance, and yeah. also that short story in which they find Clone Trooper Kicks. Now, we literally rewatched recently Sedona Thano's appearance in Resistance because it's it's a like a two minute scene of him dropping off some super battle droids to Craig and Gore. Like, holy crap. And I'm like, you know what? Why didn't they just put like kicks in the background? Because that would have blown everyone's mind if all of a yeah. sudden we have a pirate dropping off super battle droids and standing behind the pirate is a clone trooper. Who looks like a normal clone trooper because Kix was frozen in time. I yeah. would lose yeah, you it. Guys, Everyone would have lost you it. You guys should. <sighs> you guys should, um, you know, give a little background for people that don't might not know the story of uh, Sidonathano finding Kix. Yeah, so uh, Sidonathano is the red helmeted pirate that Finn almost travels with in The Force Awakens. So prior to the and our the logo, Force, yes, and our logo and our favorite boy. So prior to the events in The Force Awakens. Sidonathano's crew uh, gets a tip that there is a hidden treasure from on a separatist ship, which was orig- which was supposed to be sent to Count Dooku, but it never made it there. So they go and they beat a bunch of other pirate crews to get to this down ship, and they find out that this lost treasure, because it's called the lost treasure of Count Dooku, is what this short story is. This lost treasure is a frozen-in-time clone trooper, and it's Kix from the 501st. And... Yeah, and so they thaw him out, and Kix is like, Where, what happened? Where are my brothers? And they're like, oh, it's like, I don't know, 40 years later, dude. Uh, you want to join our crew? And Kix is like, yeah. But he also, Kix has information for them, old old Separatist strongholds, and so he does like help them out by like figuring out like different things around the galaxy, which is how they find the super battle droids and whatnot. And it, it'd just be fantastic. And yeah, we, we were saying last night, like, what if they like do like old man Rex? meets young kicks and i would just like lose it <laughs> yeah because we, we were watching the everywhere we were watching the umbara arc which yep. has both rex and kicks yeah um coincidentally right after we had watched the beginning of the episode where uh, uh sidon drops off the super battle droids in yep. resistance so we were like oh wow <laughs> look at that when you mentioned you had your ideas for other you know outside skywalker saga things i was really hoping you'd have um Sidonathano on there so that's uh, yeah, good yeah. Because his his crew is fantastic. Like every there are. Hang on, I wrote it out. One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, he has five other members and then six other members when he does pick up kicks, and none of them are human. They're all aliens, and so that would be a wonderful animated show that they could easily do. If it was live action, they'd have a lot of trouble because that's a lot of work to do every single day on set. Right. But animated, fantastic. You can definitely do that. And I j- I just want to meet the rest of this crew because they all have names. They all kind of have a backstory and. The, the foundation is there. They just need to make it. It, it literally exists. Yeah, no, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, and I think this discussion has kind of evolved from just post-Trust stories to just the vast potential that the sequel trilogy has for stories. Um, yeah, Which is so something many. that I think is so overlooked about the sequel, the sequel era because so many people talk about how it feels too close to the original trilogy era, but I think there is just so, there are so many details that differentiate it from the original trilogy era. There's so many little touches 
that could that that could only introduce stories that take place in this era of time instead of you know the original trilogy i yeah i think you know it's perfect think um, about the star wars from a certain point of view books so we have a new hope and empire so far those are all the little stories in between of like fillers of like just what happens in between and most of them are about background characters i would love a series that is all about random events in the background about different resistance or first order like troopers or soldiers and just like what the heck they're doing like give me like a mini series about beaumont kin like his adventures like i would love that him just like translating <laughs> sith relics for like an hour yeah sign me up i would love this i would love that <laughs> i know it's only a year in time between tlj and tross but i think there's so much to cover there like more yeah. of Kylo Ren. I know we're getting back There's to the Skywalker saga, but more of Kylo being supreme leader, like what was going on. And even Sidon Athano, because he ends up teaming up with the Resistance. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really allies, at, you know, during Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, like, like I mentioned, he appears in Force Awakens. He's a big part of, like, he would have given passage to Finn and he, Finn would have joined the crew. And so, like, did Finn keep him as a contact? Is, like... What what happened with that? Because like in the Rise of Skywalker, he doesn't like say anything or isn't featured in anything. He's just in the background at the storming of Exegol. So that means he came on the lander because he's in the foot soldiers. So he was already there and ready to go. And then um, he's in the celebrations at the very end. And so my biggest question with that is, did Finn like keep his contact information? It was just like, hey, hey, Sidon, <laughs> we're gonna go storm the First Order. Can you come? Like it just makes me like laugh because he must have already been allied with the Resistance before. And I want to know how that actually happened because Sidon Ithana Sidon was just a pirate. How did he hook up with the Resistance? I want to know that. I love that. I want to know that. Is that is great. Oh, man. They need to go Photoshop uh, Tamira in as kicks in that celebration scene. Oh, yes. my gosh. Imagine if... Oh, wow. With the sequel special editions. Come unless on, guys. He, <laughs> unless he died beforehand, um, which could be a story and... I don't know. So I don't think that that would have. So like, not to dive into this really quick, but um, I'm pretty sure that the treasure of Count Dooku's story happens before the Force Awakens, and so Kix is part of the crew during the Force Awakens. The only crew members we see are Sidonathano and his first mate Quiggled. He's the other guy with the peg leg. Um, so they're the only two that we see in Force Awakens, and we don't see anyone else from the crew during like the storming of Exegol. But I would assume that they're all there somewhere. Uh, Sidonathano is the only one that really matters. However. The events that happen, I'm pretty sure that Kix would still be on the crew, and I don't think he would, like, die right away. I mean, he's been frozen for, yeah. like, like, 40 years, but, like, he'd be fine. Can you imagine He'll be fine. if they were like, oh, let's put a clone on this. Oh, but he dies, like, right after. No. <laughs> like, oh, man, no way. Oh, they wouldn't no. do that. No. Oh, man. Now you got me thinking about Kix running around with his DC-17s, like, shooting and whatnot, but actually Kix is a medic, and so he'd be dragging people away, and oh, my gosh. Lucasfilm, you need to make this. Like, you don't understand. Lucasfilm, I know you're listening. Filoni would be all for it, too, because, I mean, I'm sure he obviously knows about Kix um, being in the crew I need to write a strong worded email to Dave Filoni right now. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Question of the week? Oh, yeah. Go for it. All right. So the question of the week is a bit of a juicy one. Oh, boy. So if, if Delray Books or Lucasfilm Press publishing whatever it's called if they called you tonight and said you know we want you to write a star wars book um a a canon star wars book what era would yours take place and what would it be about so i guess keeping in the theme of the um the potentials of the sequel trilogy and you know i 
I personally believe that uh, Kylo Ren, the last Skywalker by blood, being the Emperor of the Galaxy for an entire year is a great um, idea, and there's a lot of potential uh, for stories with that concept. And I think if I were to write a story, it would be Kylo Ren's adventures across the galaxy, searching and hunting for Sith relics, which we know he's already doing, because in Resistance, they have the Raider, the First Order Raider Troopers, um, which are looking for Sith relics. They're actually plunder, they're trying to plunder a Sith temple uh, when we see them in Resistance. So, you know, we know that Kylo Ren is searching for different uh, Sith relics in the year between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, we know that's probably how he found um, the Wayfinder on Mustafar, you know, because that's being guarded by like this cult that he slaughters at the beginning of the movie and all that jazz. Um, I would just, and to also talk about the, uh, the Galaxy of Adventures Knights of Ren, uh, Kylo, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren Knights Ooh. of Ren video yeah. that I yes. just can't get enough of, yeah. of Kylo Ren leading the Knights of Ren and the First Order into battle against a group of resistance fighters. I would love to see Kylo, or I would love to write a story about Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren just traveling the galaxy, shredding, you know, whoever stands in their way and gathering as many Sith relics as they could possibly find until, you know, perhaps they stumble upon clues that maybe Palpatine is still alive, you know, so that when Palpatine announces to the galaxy that he has returned, it isn't a complete and total surprise to Kylo Ren. Obviously, it catches him off guard still because, you know, you don't know when the Emperor is going to reveal himself. You don't even know if he's still alive. You're just getting, like, little hints of, you know, the ability to cheat death and all that jazz um, from these Sith relics. And kind of an exploration into the ancient Sith that we know plays such a, a crucial part in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Any exploration that. of the Sith is, I'm all for it. Anything about the Knights of Ren, I'm all for it. <laughs> and it kind of juxtaposes what Luke did, right? Because Luke spends all of his oh, time yeah. after uh, Return of the Jedi traveling the galaxy, going on adventures, hunting for Jedi relics. He finds all of the sacred Jedi temple mm -hmm. or sacred Jedi texts um, in, you know, the catacombs of Oshis and all these other planets that he's just, you know, hopping in and, and you know, kind of learning more about the Force and cultures that worship the Force. And now we get the inverse of that. We get Kylo Ren searching the galaxy for Sith artifacts and trying to, you know, inspect, I don't want to say inspect, explore the roots of the Sith and, you know, where that could all lead. It obviously, it leads Luke to the first Jedi Temple. And for Kylo Ren, it could lead him to Exegol. Or, you know, it could be in the process of leading him to Exegol until Palpatine finally decides, yeah, you know, it's time to reveal myself and bring, and bring you here because you're going to discover me anyway. So that's what I would write. I would write a book about that. <laughs> you have my green light. I like it. <laughs> AJ, what would you write? So when I, the question's kind of like, it could be any time period, obviously, but once again, I guess to stick to the sequel or post-Tross, I think a novel about a padawan under ray and those people we mentioned before um would be super cool like they wouldn't be ray's padawan necessarily but they'd be part of ray's uh ray and finn's jedi order so yeah. 
you know, maybe they'd be Finn's Padawan or something. But I think that would be super cool to explore um, the new Jedi Order from um, a Padawan's point of view, like a young Padawan. Sort of like, I haven't gotten too into it, but maybe sort of like Into the Darkness or like sort of like a Bell Zedifar type thing that we get yeah. in uh, uh, Light of the Jedi. That'd be really I like cool. That. Yeah. Mine is, um, so for me, I, I think this might be a little bit of cheating, but um, so my timeline is uh, anytime because I would <laughs> love to do a story or a collection of stories that is about Maz Kanata's castle and how she gets all of the flags and where they come from and who are the travelers. And so it could be short stories about Maz herself or it could be stories about the travelers that come through and we're working with a lot of time here, so there could be anything. But I think that that's always interesting of how did she get all of these flags? Like, were they from her own travels? Or were they from people who brought them themselves? I'd love to, like, know more about that and just know more about that castle in general and just the comings and goings of the Takwadana castle. That's fantastic. That's something I yeah. really mm-hmm. thought of, but that's um, that's an amazing idea. And it's yeah. sort of like the point of use thing. And, yeah, exactly. Um, it could easily yeah. be from a certain point of view. Like, Maz Kanata is a character that deserves so much more recognition because she also is ancient and knows everyone. And she has seen everyone. And, like, there's a few short stories in that um, kids book that I've talked about before that has the same story with the Sidonathano one that are that just take place on Maz's castle and I love the crap out of them they're just so good <laughs> they're like my favorite stories in that book after the one about the Crimson Corsair and I'm just like this is fantastic like I want to know more about all of the people that live in Maz's castle and Maz herself and how did she get all the flags I want to know more yeah I, I like it there's a old i think it's actually a legends book and it's weird that i mentioned legends but i think we have it jamie um yeah it's star wars cantina or oh yeah yeah tales from the cantinas yeah it'd be just like that and so it could be like a collection of stories from multiple writers in which i'll gladly like contribute and like help overall like i I would love that that'd be a lot of fun there you go Thank you so much for listening to the Holland Marauders podcast. Are there any ideas that we missed or any ideas that you all can think of? Definitely chime in on our social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Holland Marauder. You can follow us on Instagram at Holland Marauders. Check out our blog, hollandupmarauders.com. We also have a YouTube channel. Search for Holland Marauders. If you'd like to support us as well, we have a Patreon. Just search for Holland Marauders or you can subscribe directly through Anchor and you can support us that way as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Holland Marauders podcast.